All right, we got a couple of interesting little things happening at the beginning of the show because one of our TVs just turned off, so it's black. Nice. We're not sure if we're live on Twitter yet or not. Are we live on Twitter, guys? We are. Okay, let Excellent. me just double check that. Um, Maybe my Twitter's broken. Facebook changed all the things. Oh, yeah, it's, we are. We're oh, for God. sure up there. Go. Facebook hey, changed the way we can share, so it's harder to do it. Thanks a lot, Facebook. Thanks, Zuck. Uh, so anyways, we're in, like Jeff Bezos and scram. We're into a, a interesting start here to the show, but hey, this is the Squadcast. We're live. We got a big show coming up. It's Super Bowl week. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we got a great guest coming up. Justin Dunks coming in. We're going to talk CFL, Super Bowl, NFL, all sorts of stuff with him. Uh, our buddy Chris Untreiner is coming in from RBI. You know what? I'm going to let Max do that in the breakdown. We don't need to talk about that right now. For now, we are. I'm producer Clark. This is Mad Max to my right. Uh, you are the squad. You're the fanalists. This is the Squadcast, and we are brought to you by Rockstar Supply Chains Solutions, which is going to show up right around here. Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. Don't rack your brain figuring out what you need for your business and how to get it. All your supplies can be handled by Roxanne and Darnell over at Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. Uh, give them a call today or visit them at rockstar.com, and they can handle all of your business needs for you. They'll bring it right to your door. They'll drive all over the province to do it for you. Unbelievable people. Uh, they put on a lot of miles. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of miles. Yeah. Uh, I love following them on uh, Facebook and all those places because they always post pictures of their maps of where they have drove that day. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Um, as always, you can ask us anything. Blow up the comments tonight. Uh, send us all sorts of questions. Send us all the th- Chirp us in the comments. Do whatever well, you need Clark, to do. Be nice to me this week. It's been a, it's been a tough week. Yeah. Well, you're having a tough time with the, uh, the Preds, hey? Well, that and Jared Goff. Jared man. Goff, your boy. Just yeah, but you got a you got a good replacement in, in for that. Um, so that's okay. <laughs> we got we got a lot of our fans tuned in here tonight. Super pumped. I see uh, Donna Burgers in here. I see Brett Ellick commenting. I see Jamie Anstey out in Halifax. The birthday girl Katie Flurry's chiming birthday, in. Happy birthday, Katie! Happy birthday, Katie! Thanks for jumping in with us. Uh, Jacobson, Ronald, Stephen is in, and for some reason I'm on some sort of government watch list. Nice. I'm, I'm a little worried actually. So I don't know. I'm, <laughs> Great way to start the show. Put you on your toes. I don't know. I'm I'm. I'm I'm worried now because apparently I'm being watched, which I guess is a good thing if you're a host of a show. That's true. <laughs> good transition. I don't know. Uh, Todd Pinckney's joining in. Chad Isaac. Uh, let's see who else we got here. A couple more people jumping this is in. The roll call. This the is Rod Peterson show is checking in. Who? I wonder who did that. That's yeah, weird. Jeez, interesting. Crazy. Um, anyways, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter tonight. As I said, so if you are on Twitter and you don't mind, head over there and throw a retweet our way on Team RP Show account. That's at Team RP show uh head over to youtube drop a like drop a little comment in the chat over there while you're at it but stick with us on facebook because we got a ton of stuff coming up and max why don't you break it down for us what's going on tonight all right let's do it it's episode 18 and super bowl week is here vegas has spoken do the chiefs have anything to fear matt stafford's leaving the motor city for the southern cali sun does he make the rams an instant contender for next year's big game one thing's for sure watching it is going to be really fun oh fun Nolan Arenado is a Rocky no more as St. Louis pick him up and a boatload of cash cards by cards fans must be screaming score you think I think so in well, the, yeah <laughs> I would be too in the CFL there's been a ton of movement Justin Dunk joins us to talk about it all as teams jockey to win the award for most offseason improvement oh I was gonna say what are you gonna rhyme with movement good oh, job it's, it's a good one nice I'm sharp job. today nice job it's early in the week okay Todd Tom Brady Todd Brady <laughs> Todd Pinkney Todd. Hey. Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are about to take center stage is the goat passing the baton we'll see Sunday night as we get ready for a Super Bowl battle of the age Ooh. is 
Is. I couldn't quite make it work. You were the, close. The rhyme, uh, hey, yeah. Super it's, close. It's time now for our, we have a new segment kind of, Max. We're going to call this the top of the order. And this we is where we need to add to the show. Yeah. We, we, we need it to add, add to our opening segment because it's not jam packed enough. Week was only an hour and 23 minutes. We got to add. Yeah. Well, the Leafs don't play tonight, so we can go late. Preds don't play either. Yeah. We can go late tonight. We're good there. Uh, but we're going to call it the top of the order. We don't have a graphic for it yet, but I'll maybe we'll build that. one. I'll work on that. Um, we're going to do some quick hitters and just kind of talk about a few hot topics, but these aren't our main topics. So we're just going to quickly touch on them and then move on to our main ones. And uh, Alan, line up for some pictures here because we got some pictures coming up. We had our big contest over on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, on our Facebook page, uh, and that was for all of our sponsor stuff. We had uh, ballers, gift cards, hoodies, uh, Vigor, Elk Velvet Antler. We got mugs in there. We got hats, stickers, all sorts of stuff. Uh, the winner of that, Mike Ramage, Mike Ramage won tonight. Uh, actually, fun fact, he's uh, heading over to RBI Baseball right now, dropping his kids off for training tonight. Well, look at that. Hey, so that's fantastic. pretty cool. We, hey, we can get Chris. We'll just give him the basket, and he can take it back could, to Mike. You know what? We could do that, could honestly. save some gas. It's good for a show on <laughs> We a could do that. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Mike Ramage for that win, and thank you to all of our sponsors. Make sure you go like all of their pages. Uh, second one, EA Sports is bringing back NCAA football, oh, and man. I am pumped about this. Max, you're not as much because you're not yeah, a huge... I, I always played the Madden games. Did you play the NCAA yes. games? Yeah, okay, I was... I was. Uh, I loved the NCAA games back in the day. Um, you I loved actually, exploiting the college kids and they didn't yes, get paid 100%. Okay, that was my favorite part of it. <laughs> I actually... I played the uh, the college baseball game as well nice, okay. and basketball game too. Ooh, so yeah. I loved them. For some reason, I found them more it makes fun. makes pay than, attention to like next year's prospects more, I find. That's yeah. kind of the biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. So I'm super pumped that they're bringing it back. I hope they don't wreck it. I hope they don't ruin it uh, because it has a very... Uh, uh, fond memory in a lot of people's minds. So I hope EA doesn't ruin it like they do a lot of other things. Uh, let's just leave it at that. Too. Chell's fun. A I've little bit. I've recently gotten back into the NHL. It's yeah. fun stuff. And I recently I like just it. binged NCAA 12. Nice. Uh, so I'm pumped that there'll be a new one maybe that I Fantastic. can binge. Fantastic. Uh, Super Bowl 55 is this weekend. We got the gra- uh, the bracket graphic, I believe, boys. There it is. The Chiefs and the Bucks. And we have all sorts of stuff coming up at the end yeah. of the show tonight. So stay tuned, including me and Max are doing squad select again our nfl picks but there's going to be some fun ones this week we we have to do more than one bet we can't just do one game Clark's losing by three he needs more than one bet, yeah people. let's not and i'm twisted. losing by three <laughs> so we have to do five <laughs> different bets and and you'll see what they all are later in the show but it's not just who's going to win the game there's a lot more that we're going to be doing mm-hmm. uh jim rutherford steps down as penguins general manager this one was interesting uh and we might get into this a little bit more next week jim rutherford to the, the penguins jim rutherford to the penguins the penguins general manager jim rutherford <laughs> Alan. Graphics guys are on top. <laughs> there we go. Nice. <laughs> Nailed it. Alan, the producer, just got demoted back down to Alan, the intern. Uh, no, just Poor kidding, Alan. guys. Just Guy kidding, guys. No just bugging you. Oh. <laughs> uh, but there's an interesting uh, kind of, I don't know, scandal is not the right word, but, uh, you know, a lot of people, orig- like right mm. off the bat, we read it was maybe health related. And, you know, he's in his 70s. He's not, he's not spry. And, like in today's sports world, right, everybody always associates, oh, he stepped down. There's something just not right about this. Yeah. But, yeah, who knows? He's an older guy. Maybe he wants to golf. Maybe he wants to fish. Hey, maybe there's that. But there's also some stuff coming out that there might be a difference of philosophy going on in Pittsburgh where somebody's ready to tear it down and somebody mm-hmm. wants to keep pushing. Yeah. And we don't know who's who right now, but uh, knowing Jim Rutherford, I would assume he wants to keep pushing. I'd say so. I don't think he's a guy that maybe wants to enter a rebuild at the ripe old age of 72. No. So so. keep your eyes on that development over the next little while. And the NHL North Division update. We got some standings here, Alan. 
How's this one going to work? Hey, there we go. He's on top of it. Uh, so since we our big graphics TV is turned off at the moment for some reason, but I can see it in the little one. So I'm going to squint. Oh, geez. Um, I and this, this is graphic made the opening segment. Well, we had to talk about this, right? Oh, did we? Uh, now, we, we made some preseason predictions. And as of right now, mine's looking pretty close. Yours is pretty close, too. But you had the Jets in la- last. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, backtrack on that take a little bit. The Senators are who everyone else but me thought they were so yeah. they are not a good hockey team they yeah so having a ton of fun with that um yeah. but the leafs are rolling the canadians are looking like a juggernaut oh, man they're good they so, look so good if i and my but my originally picked the canadians to finish first the leafs second the canucks third which is kind of lining up pretty perfectly right now mm-hmm. i had the flames in fourth but it's early so we'll see how that all yep. rounds out um who did you have that isn't what did, did you have the oilers did you pick the oilers in the top four i think you did possibly yeah. Dreisaitl and McDavid are going to Now, look, if you, if you want to go back to the wide that shot here, good. Jordan, we got Connor McDavid here. I, we had Austin Matthews in here oh, last week. Oh, feeling that one up, that too. Mean, yeah. Well, he's nice. leading the league in points yeah, by a good. lot. Well, no. He's leading by one over his Well, teammate. him and Dreisaitl are leading yeah, by a Dreisaitl. lot. Okay. Just got to fact so, check you there, boss. Very interesting yeah. times in the NHL North Division. We're going to mm-hmm. be keeping our eye on that as we go. Now, uh, <laughs> Nelson Hakowicz, he might be calling us out. The like color it. of the Gatorade is on that bet. He was. Oh, he, he, oh I, I, wonder, I wonder if that maybe. snuck in there. Uh, uh, so we'll see. We're not going to do the anthem, but uh, we got a lot of stuff coming on. Chad Isaac says, "Fun fact: the last four Madden covers are all playing in the Super Bowl. Has the curse been broken? Well, it kind of has to be because uh, one team has to win, and I think it's uh, four guys between two squads. Yeah, well. they split evenly." Winner of the Super Bowl over-under. We'll get into that later, Chad. we got to get into our first topic. We're already 10 minutes into the show. Jeez. Uh, So, (laughs) Todd Pigney says he can replace this jersey pretty easy. I bet you can. Please send us jerseys. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we got our first topic of the night, and this one, if you look at our pre-show notes, uh, Max wrote a novel on this one, so I'm going to let him kind of go off a little bit. Uh, Alan, throw up the picture for me. This one is... Matt Stafford traded to the Rams for Jared Goff and picks. There's the two guys. They swapped teams. Uh, Max, have a couple of minutes here. Tell us your thoughts on this trade. Offseason hasn't even begun, and the Rams already won it. Just kidding. Ooh. We got a lot to see. But you know what? Hey, there's a lot to like about this deal from the Rams' perspective. I'm going online. Like I said, I've read probably about 15 to 20 articles notes, books worth of information on this one. To sum it up in a couple of minutes, one, Matt Stafford is a vastly different in terms of skill set and talent in terms of Jared, or yes, in difference of Jared Goff. Yeah, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what he brings to the table in terms of being a very cerebral quarterback. He's a very smart guy. Uh, he picks up systems quick. And Sean McVay, have you ever heard of him? He's a pretty offensively gifted-minded head coach. So heard that. I think the pairing is going to work uh, very, very well. Obviously, Stafford's a little bit older, thirty-two years old to Goff's twenty-six. But again, it's just that different skill set. And I think the Rams really got a sneak peek and week 17 when Jared had to sit out with a broken thumb and saw what John Wolford did a little bit more of a mobile quarterback somebody that can open things up a little more offensively uh it's just a very very interesting move less Sneed as Rod Peterson our <laughs> good uh father show host father show say. host he's putting his balls on the table with this move at the end of the day it's kind of like the Kevin Costner uh draft day scenario if it were I just don't think we're gonna get any of the picks back but that's okay yeah at the end of the day you're trying to win now you're trying to win now if you're the Rams this is the type of move that you need to do you have the defense you have Aaron Donald Jalen Ramsey arguably two of the best at their positions in the entire NFL you've got a really good dynamic offense Cam Akers Robert Woods Cooper Cup and again the offensively gifted minded Sean McVay to lead it all um I really like our 
Scouts to uh, make it to the Super Bowl as we host it next year at the beautiful state-of-the-art SoFi Stadium. So I got about 14 more notes here, but that's how I'll sum it up in about two minutes. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. Great job. Um, so the only other thing I could add to that, um, and I had a thought and it floated away, but uh, Matt Stafford is one of the most prolific passers in NFL history. It's, On a very mediocre football team. There's no doubting that. Uh, the, the numbers he's put up over the years, um, every year with the Lions, uh, and uh, a lot, some people might say that, yeah, you know, a lot of his passing yards came from garbage time or while they were down. Or it doesn't matter. A pretty good receiver named Calvin Johnson. He well, was sure. Good. But he still got him. He still Absolutely. had amazing numbers. And he's more athletic than Jared Goff, I would yes. say. He can move a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's tougher than than uh, $2 steak. Oh, yeah. Uh, this guy is coming into a great situation. And, um, you know, our, our buddies over at Come On Official, uh, Jer- uh, Darren DuPont was saying, that as soon as they put out their Super Bowl futures for next year, yeah. Put your money on the on the Rams. I like the uh, odds. Yeah, it's looking. It's good. early in the off season. Well, I guess not even the off season, but I, I like the move as a as a fan of the team. Uh, I don't know if I'll buy a jersey. We'll see how it all pans out. But yeah, I like well, the move. I you like never know. Move. Twelve Rob, four. You heard it here first. Next Robin Wildy tuning in from Prince Albert says the stars are up three nothing three one on Line A and the Blue Jackets. Uh, so I guess that just confirms the Jets won the trade. Then? Yeah, Jets won the trade. Jets won Line the trade. Uh, Robin Wildy, you heard it here first. Jets won the trade. Uh, line A's a bust. Uh, we're going into our second topic <laughs> of the day here uh, as we roll along. You guys let me know when Justin Dunk tune, tunes in as well. I want to make sure he's uh, priming his plants and getting his chandelier looking good. Nice. Because um, it's going to be a, a great chat coming up with Justin Dunk. So stay tuned for that. Um, but we have uh, MLB trades and signings. There's some big stuff going on right now, including right here, uh, Nolan Arenado is going to the St. Louis Cardinals uh, from the Rockies, and it's just another star player who is being departed from the Rockies. Uh, it I saw a lot of tweets just ripping the Rockies for the, how they've handled their organization over the last four or five years. Um, they've had a ton of star players over there, and they just dump them all. Yep. Uh, they don't build around them uh, anything. They just dump them. And they haven't received a ton of prospect capital in return for yeah. some of these. Or at least, or at least guys that are like guys sticking. that are making a difference, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, this was one of them. So but. the craziest part about this for me is Nolan Arenado. We were talking about it before the show. Top three third baseman in the game, without a doubt. maybe top third baseman in the game in the entire league in the entire mm-hmm. world. Best third baseman defensively, hitting power. Uh, he's a five tool player. He's got everything. Uh, he can run. He can do everything. And he's twenty nine. He's, he's right in his prime. Right in his prime. Right where you want guys. And the Rockies had to pay $50 million to get rid of him to the Cardinals. And they didn't even get that huge of prospect haul back. I mean, I guess they got a few decent guys. From what I heard, they weren't massive prospects. No, not, not any guys that were like top of the top of the chain. The rankings just came out for the top 100. Yeah. Not a single one that I saw that they acquired. Not even in the top 100. I didn't Uh, see that. Sorry, not top 100, but not at least high on the list. Like I think maybe they had one at 33. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a great haul back. The Cardinals are looking great right now. And you mentioned it in your pre-show breakdown or your, your early show breakdown, but like the Cardinals fans have got to be just laughing right now. Oh, absolutely. Cause they are now in what the NL central. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a ton of teams in that division. Now, now color me wrong because I could be totally wrong on this, but I feel like they're priming up for a pretty good run here. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. You got Nolan Arenado for the next what six years, seven years? Yeah, absolutely. And like it was an eight-year deal that he signed prior to right. the 2019 season, so he's played a season of that, and albeit a COVID one. Um, yeah, no, I think when you look at the Cardinals, and again we talk about their division, the Cubbies. They won the division last year. They're going to probably take a step back with their right. That's what we're thinking. Season. However, they just they did just add Jock Peterson. Which I forgot to put in our notes, but they added Jock Peterson, so I don't think they're giving up quite yet. Is all Not I'm, get, all I'm getting. Up. They at. might compete, and that's. But again, though, this is one of those maybe bridge gap years where they're like, okay, the Cardinals are probably going to win. We could maybe slot into a wild card spot, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at the Central, and to me, with the acquisition of Arenado, it's got to be all Cardinals. Mike Ramage saying highway robbery by the Cardinals. I, I kind of have to agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we got the Blue Jays. We got a picture for this one, too, boys. The Blue Jays acquire Steven Matz from the Mets. Matz from the Mets. Matz from the Mets. I like it. For Sean Reed Foley and two other prospects that uh, I don't know if they are too highly regarded. I think they got one in another trade. So yeah. uh, nothing too crazy. But Sean Reed Foley, Max, is a guy that you've been talking about since we started this show. I've been high on him, man. The mustache last year there was just I felt like this was going to be his breakout year not just because of the mustache uh, he had a very very limited sample size last year six and a third innings an ERA sub two in a shortened season again it was last year it's it's hard we talk about it all the time but how much stock do you put into last year's performances I don't know if I put a ton but either way Sean Reed Foley's been a guy in the organization he was a second round pick back in I want to say 2014 he's been developing for a long time I was hoping this was going to be his breakout campaign yeah. with the Jays in a bullpen that it's not like they have a massive surplus there. I don't think you can afford to trade too, too many guys away from it. But at the same time, when you add a guy like Matz, who's had success in the league, albeit the National League, he's coming into the AL East where the bats are absolutely disgusting all over the board. Uh, even when you look at the Baltimore Orioles, they still got some guys that can swing the stick. So yeah. we'll see how it all pans out. Maybe he's a fourth or fifth starter. Yeah, or I, I, I haven't pegged this. If, if the Jays are serious about winning, you peg this guy as your fifth starter. Yes. Like, if, if he's your fourth, you're probably okay, and he, he might have a great bounce back year. But mm-hmm. if you can make him your fifth, then I think you're looking pretty Another good. Another lefty, too. Hyunjin Ryu, Robbie Ray, yeah. Steven Matz. Well, I don't think they loaded rotation. To, and to me, that takes him out of the James Paxton running. That's maybe so just too. me, but uh, I don't think that they... I don't think that they go out and get another high-end lefty. It uh, just doesn't seem right. Uh, there's a lot of right-handed pitchers that Jake Odorizzi comes to mind that I think a lot of people really have been talking about. really want them to about. bring back Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker. Really want them to bring But here's what I was saying on my Friday check-in mm-hmm. on the Squadcast Facebook page, uh, where I go live on Fridays. So and just, I love it. I just talk for like 45 minutes to an hour. It's pretty good. Chad Isaac I like usually. Like in there. Yeah, absolutely. Chad Isaac tunes in. I know he does. Todd's jumped in on that a couple times. Um, what I said on that is when, when you get to the playoffs – you need three guys who you can hand the baseball to. And the Jays right now, to me, Max, they have one mm-hmm. guy that I would be okay with. And Nate Pearson's like, um, he should, Nate Pearson should be your He's got maybe 162 guy. games to prove that he can be that guy. Cause I do think they're going to get in this year, even if the roster stands pat. Yeah. I think they'll still get in. Yeah. But like you said, there's not a lot there that, you, and again, look at Ryu's performance last year. Well, yeah, it wasn't, it, it didn't pan out. Right. It didn't work out for them. Um, but, you know, like Nate Pearson, he's the guy you want to give the ball to in the playoffs. But we haven't seen it yet. So he should be your maybe guy. He should be your fourth starter in the playoffs. Yep. 
on a good team. If you're serious about winning, Blue Jays, like you got to make Nate Pearson the fourth starter on this team. Let him build into the guy that you hand it into in yes. game one. That's eventually what he's going to be, hopefully. Uh, but he, right now, he's got to be the maybe guy in the mm-hmm. playoffs is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other little news and rumors. Justin Dunk has tuned in, so we got to speed through this. Uh, Chris Archer back to the Rays, a guy we've been talking about for a long yeah, time. I was hoping he could land uh, north of the He might have been a Jays target. Who knows? But the Rays got him for one year, $6.5 million. So he heads back to where he started his deal. career. Trevor Rosenthal has been heavily rumored to be going to the Jays. Be an all right bullpen Great bullpen acquisition. Fantastic bullpen 98 miles an hour pitcher. Uh, he had an ERA under two last year, I think. Uh, or maybe it wasn't last year, but uh, he's had some really good years mm-hmm. in his career. He's a bounce back. And Didi Gregorius, who was rumored also for the Jays, maybe as another infielder, has gone back to Philadelphia with the Phillies. Um, speaking of uh, getting back into, I, I didn't, this is a bad segue. That's okay. Have you downloaded the Hoop Life basketball app yet? <laughs> <laughs> Head to your app store today and download this easy to use basketball training program in your hand with Hoop Life basketball. They have all of their training tips, programs, and even their virtual overtime training feature cool. where you can train one-on-one with one of their instructors uh, from your home and they'll do it from their home. Plus use promo code squad 10 and get 10% off all camps, sessions, and apparel. That's squad 10 at hooplifebasketball.com. We have one more thing to get through before we get to Justin. Uh, we'll go really quick through it because a lot of this is going to be what we talk about Good with primer. Justin. So this is your this is your warm up to our Justin Dunk interview here. Uh, the Vigor fan vote is uh, the results are in for the Vigor fan vote. There Pleasantly it is. shocked by the results of this one. Look at that beautiful graphic. I still it's love it. F- one of the fantastic. best graphics we have. Um, our our vote we put in CFL free agency just because uh, there's tons of stuff to talk about and it blew away every other vote uh, blew it uh, away blew it away I think it had sixty like percent weeks hundred and twenty kilometer an hour we yeah. just blew it away I think it had uh, about sixty percent of the votes out of the four we had Blue Jays pitching on there which we kind of just touched on Tony D'Angelo which I think is a topic maybe for later in the maybe show for later and Clark on the Leafs which surprisingly didn't win uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, but let's roll through these topics, and then we'll go to talk to Justin about these because we have the Argos and Red Blacks quarterback swap. Nick Arbuckle, Matt Nichols, swap teams. They both got cut. There's Nick Arbuckle's welcome graphic from the Argos. They're pumped to have them. A lot of hype around this kid. Great one. Yeah, the Argos do good work. Uh, There's a lot of hype around this kid. He doesn't have a ton of sample size, but what he did show in Calgary back in uh, 2019, yes, uh, is that he has the ability to do it. So hopefully, uh, you know what? The Argos have done a pretty good job loading up around him, uh, bringing in NFL standout Martavis Bryant, who hasn't been on the field in a couple it's years. A name I recognize. Yeah, he played for the Steelers and the Raiders. Uh, they also brought in Terrell Sinkfield today, and Justin Dunk broke that. I think it was you, Justin. Was it you or, or John uh, broke that story? Did they bring in his cousin, Nicholas Roy? Uh, no. Get it, Siegfried and Roy? No, oh, the okay. sink field, Max. Oh, wow. Sink field, Max. Whatever. Jesus. Enunciate. Uh, plus, plus, <laughs> plus, guys, they brought in Eric Rogers from the Stampeders with defensive end Cordero Law uh, in a massive acquisition. Uh, so they've brought in three absolute stud receivers on top of the good group they had there already with Davaris Daniels and, and the like and all the Canadians. They got Juwan Breskison over there and so many more guys. They got a great receiving core for this Nick Arbuckle to come in and just absolutely light up the league if they can put a coaching staff around him that calls a good game. Plus, the Riders are in flux right now on their defensive side. Charleston Hughes, Cam Judge, Solomon Alamimian are 
all without a contract right now. So what's going on there? Bo Lacombo went to the Lions after being with the Alouettes. Brian Burnham stays in BC, which was a big potential mover and shaker. Uh, Greg Ellingson stays in Edmonton after they brought in a big receiver as well in free agency. Almondo Sewell left. They released him today. And Ricky Collins Jr., another big receiver out on the market now. He also was released by Edmonton. Jeremiah Masoli goes back to the Tiger Cats. And you know what? For all the latest news, there's so much. Head over to 3downnation.com after this because they have literally everything you could possibly want to know right now. And we're going to head to uh, our buddy, Justin Dunk, right after this break. Justin, hang tight. We have a, a two-and-a-half-minute break, and we'll be right your way with Justin Dunk. See you after the break. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. Comfort has always been something we, as people, strive for. It means that the places we live and work, and that the people we care most about, are able to go about their lives focusing on the things that matter. While the world seems to be facing one challenge after another, our focus at FlameTech has remained the same for more than 20 years. Now more than ever, we need each other to support our local businesses. As an industry leader in combustion services, we are proud to attend to the needs of our communities and support the local economy. He's covering everything that matters to you. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Tune in live Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to noon to catch the show live and be a part of the action. Take control by commenting live and sharing the show with your friends. Everyday hoop life. Services Company, LED, LED Sign Rentals, Video, Video Production, Event, Event Management. Look no further than IKS Live. Visit our website, IKS Live. Always the best seat in the house. IKS Live. We are back, and we are heading out on the airwaves to talk to a good buddy of ours soon, and another good buddy of ours just walked into the studio. Fantastic. So Chris Untreiner is here. We're going to talk to him in a few minutes. Chris, hang tight. Um, now, with the Super Bowl incoming and major CFL shakeups that we just kind of mentioned uh, all happening around us, uh, what better time than now to bring in Three Down Nation CFL insider and plant chandelier enthusiast, I should say, Justin Dunk. Justin, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Yeah. Thanks for having me on, boys. Good to do it. And you know I love my plants, but 
It's hard to pick between the plants and the chandelier. Yeah, well, you got them both in the screen, so I appreciate your effort on framing yourself because it's perfect right now. Uh, Justin, we're going to get right into it because we don't want to hold you too long. We know you got breaking news to get to. There's probably something going on right now, so we'll let you go soon. But we want to get to a few things. There's some big news going on right now. Uh, and the biggest one that I talked about just a minute or two ago is that quarterback swap in Ontario. We got Arbuckle going to the Argos. We got Nichols going to the Red Blacks. So what can you tell us about that situation? How did it kind of come about? And our team, are both the team pretty happy right now with who they got well first i'll start with how it came about to me it was really the factor that matt nichols was fully healthy and the red blacks felt if they were going to go into a season that in all likelihood if it happens guys it's still a major if totally different topic but if we have a season in 2021 it's going to be shortened probably won't be a preseason and the training camp's going to be shorter so they felt comfortable where nichols was at in terms of his shoulder health he admitted to me today actually that he's back to 100 percent in that respect and paul apelice felt like hey if i'm going to go into a shortened season i'd rather have a guy that knows my offense as much time even though that he spent with nick arbuckle they never got on the field together so it made more sense for them to go with Nichols from that perspective and also guys the contract played into it because the Red Blacks didn't pay Nichols any signing bonus or upfront money. He's a $200,000 clause in his contract that is only triggered by report and pass. So that essentially means if he goes to training camp and passes physical, the deal that they were offering Nick Arbuckle was for less than that upfront. And that's where the sticking point was with Arbuckle is he knew that he had leverage because he could go down the road to the QEW to a familiar situation with Ryan Dinwiddie and likely get some upfront money. And that's what happened. He gets $150,000 upfront. So those are the major factors to me in terms of how this played out. So, Justin, one of the big issues that CFL fans continuously bring up around this time of year, every year, and you've heard it, I know, but players getting cut before they get their roster bonuses. And this year was obviously a unique year for that happening, but it seemed to happen a lot. Um, can you explain, uh, especially in this situation where teams basically swapped quarterbacks, why wouldn't they do it earlier? Why did they wait till the very last minute? And is that a decision that does that help on the book somehow? Or how does that all work? Well, deadlines always drive decisions and that's why they wait till pretty much the last minute for it to happen. The Red Blacks weren't sure that Matt Nichols was going to come free because he was still technically under contract with the Argos and they weren't able to talk to him until the 31st when that negotiation window opened up. So there wasn't much time there. Although the Argos had let Nichols go early and allowed him to do that to see what might play out. Really? those roster bonuses are there to protect the player because you don't want to be in a situation where let's say on Nichols' new contract that you go all the way through training camp and potentially you don't get any money or even you don't get any money until you show up to training camp because there's stuff that can go on within the roster so you want to be free and sign your deal when other teams still have money to spend and don't have it accounted for after free agency we saw that scenario play out let's say for example and a really good one happened 
out there involving the riders when Solomon Elamimian was released late by Ed Hervey, who was the general manager at the time of the Lions. And then it didn't really leave Elamimian with too many options and didn't allow him to get as much money as he would have gotten if he was free around the time of free agency. So that's really, really why those bonuses are structured that way and put in on those dates, especially just before February or just before free agency. Yeah, for sure. So another big topic that's kind of come up in the last couple of days, and uh, if you're watching the Rod Peterson show last Friday, uh, we had uh, Martavis Bryant on the show. Now, every year we see NFL names coming up uh, up north, and we, we all ask the question, do you, can this guy play in the league? Um, so the big name is Martavis Bryant, and the Argos are loading up, by the way, uh, with all sorts of talent, especially in their receiving core. So what insights do you have on his scenario with the Argos? And do you think he is a guy that can kind of crack through that NFL mold that uh, will work up here? Brian might be a different case than a lot of the other NFL guys. I don't want to say all of them, but most of them come up here and they view the CFL as a way to get back to the NFL. And they think they're going to dominate it right away. I think the way that Bryant was talking, as you mentioned on the Rod Peterson show is much different. He's not viewing it as a bounce pad, let's say, to come in, produce, and go to the NFL. And guys, he's playing for the love of the game. I can tell you, the Argos didn't give him any signing bonus money. He's pretty much on a minimum salary contract. I've been working on getting the details up at Three Down Nation, so they'll be up in the near future. So to me, that shows that Brian is serious about coming up here and playing for the love of the game. Now, we saw somewhat of a similar scenario play out where you guys are in Regina when Vince Young came to training camp, although it was up in Saskatoon, and there wasn't any upfront money there as well, but it didn't really work out because he wasn't in shape, and then we had the whole hamstring injury, which I think was really just a safe face for Young, and the riders released him. Brian, I think, is a much different case. The way that he's talking, to me, shows that he's going to take it seriously, and I think could have the potential to be a legit factor for the Argos. And just quickly, Max, I know you got a burning question here, but uh, John Hodge seems to really be pushing the fact that this might lead to Josh Gordon potentially coming up north. What do you what do you guys have on that? It could. And Hodge is stealing that idea from me because right when I heard about <laughs> it, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We're the same uh, same outlet, anyways. But yeah, you're you're on the uh, same team. I knew that the Argos. Exactly. Playing on the same two. We all are. I mean, you guys too. So I knew that the Argos had added recently Josh Gordon back onto their necklace. He was there, but then when he was suspended indefinitely by the NFL, just after he had been allowed to be activated by the Seattle Seahawks in December, it's very close there. About a week later, after that indefinite suspension came, the Argos put him back on the necklace. And if you follow where he's been on the negotiation list, John Murphy, the pseudo GM, let's say with the Argos has been at every stop. The Calgary Stampeders first when he was suspended while Josh Gordon was in Cleveland. And then in Saskatchewan, when people weren't sure if he's going to get another shot. And then he ended up with the Patriots. And then now in Toronto and Gordon is currently still Seattle's property. So there would have to be some steps here that play out. There are some people that think there's maybe some other issues outside of the substance abuse, which is just marijuana for Gordon. They think there might be some performance-enhancing drugs in there. We haven't heard any of that. All I've heard, and from talking to people in the NFL, is it's just marijuana. So if he gets released by the Seattle Seahawks, 
doesn't get picked up by another team. There's at least a history there where Murphy actually talked to Gordon in his camp back when he was with the Stampeders when he was suspended for that full season. He's aware of the CFL, and if he wants to continue playing football, and hey, I'll say it, it's illegal up in Canada, he can do it, smoking weed (laughs) in the CFL and potentially playing for the Arcos. Hey, you can walk down the street now and get it, so I don't see what the big deal is. What's the big deal? Uh, Max, you got a burning question. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Up? So going to our hometown riders, Justin, obviously a pretty well-publicized, tough spot on the defensive side of the ball. Most notably, Charleston Hughes, but Solomon Elamimian, uh, Cam Judge, uh, amongst other names, seemingly all in question to return to the team. What's the best-case scenario for the riders to come out of this mess by the end of the offseason? Well... I think you got to find a way to sign Charleston Hughes. And if we're going to have a shortened season, which it seems like we're headed that way, it could even be a more of a game changer because he is 37 years old, still producing at an elite level, led the league in sacks in 2019. But if he's in a shortened season, I think he could do even more damage because he doesn't have to sort of manage himself to get through 18 games. So I think first and foremost, you got to get Charleston Hughes signed because if he's not there, we're looking at the defense in a completely different way. Yes, they have some other intriguing pieces, and they did sign Freddie Bishop, I believe, as a backup insurance option if Hughes doesn't come back. And they have A.C. Leonard locked into that other defensive end spot. But he uses a game changer, commands double teams, and consistently gets to the quarterback pretty much unlike any other pass rusher in the CFL. The only other guys that are really in his category, I think, right now are Jagarra Davis in Hamilton, Willie Jefferson in Winnipeg, and I would even argue Sean Lyman, who's a free agent, which is still very head-scratching to me. So that's where he needs to start for the Riders. Get Hughes under contract, and then you know – what that number is going to be, although I don't get really the sense that that's going to happen. So then after that, you're going to look at the linebackers, and you mentioned it, Cam Judge, Solomon Elamimian, both pending free agents. If they sign Hughes, they're probably not going to have the money to sign one or even maybe both of those guys. And I'll give you a name that I haven't put out anywhere else to look for potentially in Saskatchewan, Larry Dean. I've heard that Jeremy O'Day has raved about him behind the scenes. And if they decided to stay American at middle linebacker and it wasn't Solomon Solomon Elamimian that's back there, Larry Dean could potentially be in play. I like it. We used to have the minister of defense here uh, with uh, uh, Baron Simpson back in the day. Now we got the dean, the dean of Ooh. defense. Or, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's bad. We got to work on that. We'll work on that. The marketing, I'll let the marketing department <laughs> yeah. work on that. Um, one question from Chad Isaac here, uh, and it was kind of one of my questions too, so I'm just going to morph the two, but uh, you mentioned it earlier. Another topic is the percentages of what are we doing here? Is there going to be a season? Uh, is it going to be shortened? Um, Chad uh, Chad adds to that and says, would a bubble work at the, this time around? Because I know they were talking about one last year, um, sort of. Uh, Saskatchewan for the West games, Chad suggests. Winnipeg maybe. I don't think Winnipeg's probably in play right now, given the fact that they've been in like three or four red, red alert the code reds um but maybe hamilton Uh, (laughs) so in terms of this season uh, i'll just say this percentages on a it happening and b a full season all right well let's start with the full season first i think to 
fully understand that, we have to look at what the Board of Governors and mainly the owners are going to be thinking. Are they willing to invest in playing without fans? And how quickly do they think if they do start and try and play a full 18-game season that any fans at all or maybe even half stadiums or three-quarters full, do they think that that can actually happen? So the way that it's been laid out to me is that people are – fairly confident and it's hard to put a percentage on it so i'll use that wording that we're going to have at least a shortened season that might occur starting on labor day that's just based on the current vaccine schedule covid19 is ever changing so i don't want to be held to any of this but that seems like sort of the bare minimum and if you look at the amount of money that's being spent right now especially the signing bonuses that have gone out to every starting quarterback on every team except for matt nichols with that report and pass it's in a six-figure range and they're signing bonuses going out to the star players as well who have either read on their contracts or going to sign new ones for example charleston hughes is going to get and should command a signing bonus if he gets to the open market so i would hope the cfl had learned from last year where they spent a bunch of that money and didn't recoup it and i'm all for the players getting paid but you got to be smart on the business side so if they're out there spending that money I think that does show that they at least are confident there's going to be a season. And then we work back from there. As I said, if you're going to look at a full season, that's going to be largely based on when and if or how quickly they think fans can be in the stands. So if the owners are all right, let's say, picking off the full season and maybe playing without fans for nine games while everyone potentially gets vaccinated and gets cleared to potentially be in a stadium of various capacities or what the government will allow, then I could maybe see a full season happening, but I'm really sort of putting myself in the mindset of we'll have a season, but it'll be shorter. Uh, we got one from Colin McAnulty. I was, we were going to jump over to the Super Bowl, but let's get this one in before we do. Uh, Colin McAnulty asks, who is playing left tackle for the Ticats now that Riker Matthews signed with BC? And please don't tell me that Marcel Desjardins is, isn't fielding an all-Canadian offensive line again for my Red Blacks. Uh, what do you got on <laughs> the Ticats O-line and I guess the Red Blacks O-line real quick? Yeah, well, I know Riker Matthews is gone, but there are some potential options that are going to be out on the market. I mean, Sir Vincent Rogers is a guy that people really haven't talked about very much and hasn't yet been re-signed by Edmonton. They actually went ahead and signed a couple other of their tackles there. So I get the sense that the Ticats, you know, potentially could look in that direction or are going to go young at that position. They've got a lot of other experience over there, and you could always kick if you really wanted to, Chris Van Zyl over to left tackle and yet let, I should say, a younger player learn there. You know, as for the Red Blacks, I think there's going to be some changes to their offensive line. I get the sense that Jason Lausanne Seguin could probably end up in Montreal with the French connection. And I think Evan Johnson, all I've heard is that he ends up in Saskatchewan where he's born and raised. So we'll have to see how that shakes out in terms of how the Red Blacks line up. Probably not all Canadian. Uh, and then one more, because we're getting comments like crazy here, Justin. It seems like you're a comment magnet tonight. Uh, your boy, Johan Lazinski <laughs> from the Better With Age show, 
He comments in and he says, ask Justin if he will meet me in Charleston for beers in Saskatoon next week. So if you can get on a flight and get in here next week, Justin, (laughs) and we can get into lots of juicy CFL info that we didn't get a chance to get into on the Rod Peterson show today. And I'm going to say, Johan, that's not fair. We just had you on our show this morning. What the heck? Why didn't you give us these juicy details? Uh, But I'll let Justin get that one because we know that. That's good. That's good. Um, also, Johan, I think you owe me a case of beer. Just, just saying. Um, <laughs> and now let's hop over to the NFL, Justin, because uh, there is a big game going on this weekend. Not sure if you saw it in the news. Yeah. Uh, but we got the grandpa mm-hmm. goat yeah. taking on the baby goat this weekend uh, with Brady and Mahomes take uh, facing off Kelsey versus Gronk, Reed versus Arians. Uh, give me your synopsis of what we're getting into this weekend. What, do you, what are you looking at uh, this weekend in terms of storylines? Oh, boys. Well, to be quite honest, I really think, and you mentioned some of the key stars in the game, but the Bucks' defense is really underrated. What they've done in the playoffs and are peaking at the right time and JPP coming off the edge and what they were able to do throughout the playoff run. And even in Green Bay, that offense was rolling. And yes, Devontae Adams had a touchdown in that game, but it seemed like it was too little too late. That defense really played strong in the first half and obviously they're going to have to be good against Patrick Mahomes but it seems to me that they're peaking at the right time and I'm really a fan of what Tom Brady has done in terms of infusing the belief in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Bruce Arians has been vocal about it that it took just one guy to sort of turn it around and make everybody really believe that they could compete for a Super Bowl and now that they're there And in the playoffs, and obviously going to play this game at home, I think that defense is playing free and fast. Sean Murphy bunting has been great in coverage, obviously snagging some key interceptions in the playoffs. So I really think it's trending the Bucs' way, and I would love nothing more and for Brady to win a ring and shove it in Bill Belichick's face. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't know if you can see, but he's peeking over our desk right here. I don't know. Jordan, can you go to the wide shot for like one <laughs> second? He's just peeking. He's peeking over our desk. We'll get there in a sec. There he is. Can you just see him peeking right there? Just peeking. Uh, oh, yeah. He's Max. looking for a seventh ring. That's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, mm-hmm. Justin. So obviously I, I'm pretty intrigued as per my L.A. Rams hat right here. Uh, the price of uh, the that the Rams had to... I guess, pay to unload Jared Goff's contract in the Matt Stafford trade. Um, it was obviously a steep one, So, which begs the question, what does the package turn into for a team to net Deshaun Watson? Uh, and is there a team out there that maybe is obvious enough, that is bold enough to pull off the move that could involve as many as three, maybe four first-round picks in the return? What do you think there? Well, the Texans, first of all, have to decide if they're actually going to trade him. I think it seems like Nick Cesario, the general manager, is pretty stout that, hey, we're not going to trade him. Maybe that's just to try to beef up the asking price. But I don't think those deals are necessarily comparable because the Lions agreed to take the contract of Jared Goff, which was massive for the Rams to get off their hands. I think it was almost like an NBA trade that we've seen in recent years where it's more about the contract and less about the actual package. So I think Deshaun Watson is a little bit of a different case, but if the Texans are actually going to trade him, they're going to try to get as much as they can. And I do think it's legitimate to talk about, as you mentioned, you know, three, maybe four first round picks, or it depends on the quarterback that's maybe coming back. A lot of people have speculated that Deshaun Watson wants to go to the New York Jets. I can't imagine why, because that roster is atrocious, but he would be in a star 
position in New York, and he knows that he can grow his brand doing that. And if he turned around the Jets and, God forbid, or heaven forbid, somehow won a Super Bowl with the Jets, he would be a legend there. So, to me, comparing those trades in a vacuum isn't the same because of Goff's contract, but there's no doubt that Watson is going to command a haul if he can get his way out of Houston. To me, the easy step that you take if you're the Texans is just get rid of Jack Easterby. It's very clear, and Andre Johnson's a quiet guy, and I've always been taught, you know, first of all, be humble, and if a quiet man speaks, you better listen. So if Andre Johnson's coming down on social media and saying what he said about Jack Easterby, I'd be getting him out of the building and try to rebuild that connection and relationship with Watson and say, look, it's a new regime. Nick Cesario's from the Patriots way. We're going to do it differently and try to get him back committed to that team. But I don't think you can do it until Jack Easterby's gone. It's going to be fun to watch. Todd Pinckney is saying, Watson to San Francisco. I know some people are saying that the Colts are looking for a quarterback. And uh, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting offseason. Oh, yeah. Let's just leave it there. Um, now, Justin, one thing that you guys pride yourselves on over at Three Down Nation, and I'll give you guys full credit for this, is that you always cover the Canadian talent. So we've seen a burst of Canadian talent lately in the NFL specifically. Of course, it's always been there in the CFL. But um, what does it look like? Uh, what's the next crop of Canadians looking like? Maybe uh, come, or maybe they're already in the NFL or uh, in the draft that's coming up in just a couple of months. Well, we can look at the Super Bowl, first of all, because Anthony O'Claire who I would imagine is likely to be active in this game. Tight end for the Bucks, playing with Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady out of Laval University, won a couple of Vanier Cups there, and is rare in the sense that there's not a lot of players that go from U sports football and make the jump into the NFL. Although I do think there is one right around where you guys are that could do it fairly recently in Nelson Lacombo defensive back for the University of Saskatchewan, who's already drawing NFL interest, the brother of Bo Lacombo, and Bo had an NFL look coming out of Oregon. So to me, there's this crop of talent that's growing in the NFL, and there's a core, and a lot of people saw what Chase Claypool did this year with the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was unbelievable and really unprecedented for a Canadian rookie, and there's more coming behind him. As I mentioned, Lacombo is a guy certainly to keep an eye on. And as far as prospects that could get drafted, Josh Palmer, a receiver out of the University of Tennessee, had a touchdown in the Senior Bowl this past weekend. He's a guy that people are talking about could go in the mid, you know, probably late rounds of the NFL draft if he doesn't go in the mid rounds. Chuba Hubbard, the running back out of nearby, let's just call it Edmonton pretty much, is a guy that people are talking about as potentially one of the best running backs in the draft overall, let alone just being a Canadian. So those are a couple names right off the top to keep an eye on. And then you also talk about a guy like Alaric Jackson, a left tackle out of Iowa, a place that just seems to put out offensive linemen after offensive linemen into the NFL. And Tristan Wirfs, a guy that was his teammate was a first round pick a year ago. And people are saying that Jackson has a potential maybe to be better at the pro level. So those are three big names. I think I would keep an eye on as well as the combo. I will be doing that. Max, you got another one. Hey, absolutely. Returning to the Super Bowl, Justin, it's obviously, it's the big game this Sunday. Uh, the logos are in the end zones. The coaches are making final preparations to their pregame speeches. Andy Reid, I think has got his cheeseburger order on lock. Um, the commercials for the next four <laughs> yeah. Marvel movies are in the hopper. They're ready to go. But the big question is, 
is did the NFL make the right call in the selection of notable Canadian the weekend as the Pepsi halftime performer? Man, I think so. Like, I don't understand how the CFL isn't jumping on some of these guys trying to get them to do their halftime, the Great Cup. Now, they got to get on the field, first of all, but I'm down with the weekend. I think Drake, you know, probably make a performance and I hope there's a few references to Canada because, guys, honestly, it's amazing. And it makes us, I think, all feel proud to see a Canadian performing in a spectacle like that, an event that's probably going to draw 100 million eyeballs. Absolutely. All right, Justin, last one for you because we got to let you get back to breaking some big news here. Uh, with the news of Darren Burns making a CFL comeback at the age of 56, which I know you guys have been covering, we've been covering it here, could we see former Guelph Griffin star quarterback Justin Duncan at training camp anytime soon? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> What's your 40 time at right now, Justin? <laughs> uh honestly it's pretty good we ran it a couple of years ago when the combine i think was out in saskatchewan uh in regina we snuck onto the field and even in winnipeg it's sub five definitely oh um honestly i'd say i'd, I'd still be confident probably be four six four seven right now Can't wow think. breaking news so justin's making a comeback i was gonna say justin you're making the the no. typical <laughs> the typical quarterback to receiver swap is that yeah. what we're looking at for you brad sinopoli <laughs> the next brad sinopoli yeah well yeah. Little known story, like coming out, obviously Canadian quarterbacks, you know, don't get much legitimate opportunity to make the league as it is. I was being looked at as a receiver. I actually had the BC Lions uh, come to Guelph and work me out as a receiver. It's actually Craig Smith, I think, that showed up there that day. Of course it was. And I was talking to teams about potentially as a receiver. Yeah, because committees everywhere. So love him for, yeah. uh, for giving me a scoop. But, you know, it's just tricky when you don't have the film. So, Sinopoli was a little different where obviously he's much taller and rangier and was in the league as a quarterback and then sort of made that transition to the CFL level, which is certainly impressive, but no, no comeback from me guys. <laughs> well, I'm starting the, the GoFundMe campaign or something to get Justin like Duncan in the CFL. <laughs> um, Robin Wildy out of Prince Albert says, my 40 time is two days. <laughs> so hey, I, hope, <laughs> I hope you can get there faster. It's a long than two way days. to trek in the snow in Saskatchewan, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, everybody, yeah. make sure you guys yeah. are, oh man, yeah, let's do it in the snow and see it. Uh, keep it locked to Three Down Nation, everybody. Mm -hmm. They got a ton of stuff going on. Um, what's coming up next? What's the big thing percolating over there right now between uh, that you and the staff over there to be honest guys it's just all about the negotiating window and free agency so following all the news the latest what's going on breaking otherwise and then we'll have obviously a whack of it when the free agent period opens up john hodge has been doing a great job over at three down nation as well popping some stories out there and we'll be all over it we'll have a live chat going on that day so when the Rod Peterson show ends, make sure you jump onto that live chat with us. We'll be interacting and breaking all the news there. So just literally following the latest and the goings on. And, you know, John Hodge has a great feature that he's sort of instituted here on Wednesdays. That'll drop tomorrow called Insider Talk with a bunch of juicy tidbits around free agency. And then it's just about seeing where I would say probably right now the biggest story in the CFL after the quarterbacks have changed places is Charleston Hughes, and where does he end up? Saskatchewan or not? Well, we'll ask Johan Lazinski. Apparently, he's got a bunch of tidbits that he didn't tell us on the Rod Peterson yeah. show today. So <laughs> I'll, get you in I'll get you and John in touch with Johan. Uh, Justin, thanks again for joining us. We'll get you get back to work, and uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks, Justin. 
Let's do it again. Appreciate All right. you guys. Sounds good. Uh, of course, our guests, uh, our video guests are always brought to you by our good friends over at IKSmedia.com. IKS Media uh, is your premier destination for event planning, live broadcast, entertainment, uh, video screens, and so much more. Visit IKS Media, sorry, .ca, I should .ca, say. .ca, Canada. We're talking Super Bowl. We're getting the logistics sorry. mixed up. It's awesome. Sorry. Uh, visit <laughs> IKSmedia.ca for more information. Find out how they can make your event the hottest ticket in town. When we come back, we're hitting the diamonds, and we're talking to Chris Unschreiner about a little bit of baseball, Max. A little bit of baseball. A little lots bit of baseball. We got lots to talk about, so we'll see you after the break. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. Comfort has always been something we, as people, strive for. It means that the places we live and work, and that the people we care most about, are able to go about their lives focusing on the things that matter. While the world seems to be facing one challenge after another, our focus at FlameTech has remained the same for more than 20 years. Now more than ever, we need each other to support our local businesses. As an industry leader in combustion services, we are proud to attend to the needs of our communities and support the local economy. He's covering everything that matters to you. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Tune in live Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to noon to catch the show live and be a part of the action. Take control by commenting live and sharing the show with your friends. Everyday Hoop Life. Services Company, LED, LED Sign Rental, Video, Video Production, Event, Event Management. Look no further than IKS Live. Visit our website, IKS Live. Always the best seat in the house. IKS Live. The Squadcast has made an acquisition. Uh, we have a new guest here on the set who has been here before, of course, but uh, you'll recognize him from RBI Baseball here in Regina. It's Chris Unschreiner. Chris, welcome RBI to Baseball studio. and Softball. Thank you. Yes, RBI Baseball <laughs> Sorry, and Chris, we, we don't have the $50 million that the cards got with Aaron Otto for you. We apologize. Yeah. We're working on it. Appreciate that. Uh, I was going to say it's your premier baseball and softball training facility in southern Saskatchewan. Actually, let's just say in Saskatchewan. Why not? 
At RBI, they rise above the rest. Uh, Chris, um, there's been a ton of big news, and we've been talking a little bit about it. Uh, you're a big Jays fan. Yeah. Uh, now, am I correct in saying that you were a Twins fan growing up? Uh, Joe Mauer. Yeah. You I were think a big we're going to talk Mauer catching, guy. too, so yeah. that's kind of relevant. Yeah. We'll get into that in yeah. about uh, three and a half minutes. But so that the, means seven. The, yeah. The Blue, Jays, uh, the Blue Jays made a big addition, two big additions. Yes. Uh, and we were talking about how it affected their lineup. Um, Alan, if you have it, we have the projected lineup that I put together uh, still in the system somewhere. You, between you and Jordan, can you get that get up? Fired as manager since last week. Uh, no, they they've Good kept job. me on board. They nice. liked my lineup, so they left good. me. They yeah. left me be. Um, it did look good. But George Springer, uh, Chris, and Marcus Semyon. Yes. What do those types of guys bring to this lineup of young players uh, that is ready to kind of break over the edge? Um, leadership. I mean, we are talking. I was even texting you guys as soon as Springer that signature there signing, and uh, yeah, you know what? He he knows how to win. He's with the Astros, won a championship or two, or was in the playoffs for years and yeah. years and years. Um, he won the he uh, got, World Series MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, funny story. So, my dog is a Springer. Yeah. Um, so we said when we were watching the World Series with Springer that if he ended up a J, we'll probably have to get matching jerseys. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like so it. dog nice. lovers out there, you guys will like that one. That's yeah, awesome. I was going to say, I thought you were going to change your dog's name to George. Yeah. Uh, that would be good too. George <laughs> no, no. You can't Winnie, do that. Winnie will stay. You can't Winnie do that. Stay. Nice. Um, but yeah, leadership. Um, they know how to lead a team. They know how to be successful uh, when it matters. Yeah. Obviously, the Jays saw a little bit of success last year in that shortened season. We talked about that last time I was here. Mm, but, yeah. um, you know, if they get 162 games or whatever they end up getting this year, to be able to ride that out. And then with Semyon, of course, um, I saw an article that a bunch of the players from the athletics are just heartbroken. The fact that he's gone, not because of his bat or the fact that he was a runner up for MVP, MVP yeah. two years ago, mm-hmm. but his leadership, Yeah, um, wherever he ends up in the Jays lineup, wherever he plays, it goes beyond his bat for sure. I heard he was a, almost a little disappointed that the athletics didn't make a bigger push to keep him too. Yeah. I, I saw a quote today from him that was something along the lines of, uh, we called them, I'll just leave it at that, or something like that. Which is so, an odd narrative when uh, you consider the the cinematic spectacle that was Moneyball, and they're not exactly yeah. shelling out a lot of money for it, guys. It's on so brand. It's, it's on, on brand, brand for the Oakland days, yeah. Um, Chris, you've coached, you've put together lineups, you've done all that kind of stuff. What does it mean when you have position flexibility in baseball, especially at this level? Uh, it's huge. Uh, I mean, you can almost roll out any lineup that you want and it doesn't matter one through nine or wherever they're playing. It's, you can put them anywhere. Um, you know, if you need a guy that needs an off day with a long season or even he's slumping, it's so tough to hit your way out of a slump. So even if it means that you get one or two extra days off, um, or even with the DH, just throw somebody a DH, get them out of the field for a little while, just focus on, you know, swinging it or whatever. Yeah. It's huge. Um, yeah, I mean, you said it. I've wrote up lineups before, and it's nice when you can plug one into nine and nine into one and everywhere in between. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, Max, we've been talking a lot about the pitching staff. Do you want to get into that with Chris? Yeah, here? absolutely. And, I mean, I guess my biggest question is when you kind of go out and, and you're filling out your rotation, what does it mean when you've got three out of five of your guys, potentially four even, being lefties? What does that do for, I guess, overall strength of a position staff? Um, if anything at all. Yeah, it's huge. Um, I mean, I don't know what it is, that lefty-lefty matchup or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, but growing up, 
until you kind of get to the highest level, which I never made it to, but even beyond. You got pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did um, pretty good for yourself. You just don't see solid lefties, mm-hmm. like really, really solid lefties. And to have an entire staff or you know, over half of a staff mm-hmm. left-handed, um, or even just having the options if they go with the, the short start and the long relief, mm-hmm. which I've kind of heard rumblings about there too. Yeah. Um, they're, even the righties, they don't, they don't see as many good solid lefties. And then sure. it, it forces the other team to you know, have to try to balance out a, a lineup and they might go righty dominant and then you got some power arms out of the pen to close out mm-hmm. the back end of a game and you got righties. Well, then they are forcing them to make all those changes too. So yeah. lots of cards you can throw out there. Yeah. Um, I was talking to some guy on Facebook. That's literally his name. Uh, I'll just <laughs> leave it at that. But uh, you know who I'm talking about, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good um, he was talking about how uh, when you have a right-handed batter dominant lineup that it almost doesn't matter because righties have seen righties their whole life. So there's more of an advantage there compared to if you had an all left-handed lineup uh, and they faced a lefty and you're almost screwed to an extent. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why lefty bats are so big. You're always looking for a good, solid left-handed bat because you get on the other side of the plate and they've seen so many righties. And, you know, we we see kids that want to be a switch hitter. um, And I'm like, let's do it because yeah. it at least opens up the opportunity. Even if you're 13 and you're working on it, we've got a couple of kids that are playing around the switch hitting and I'm not going to tell them no, because yeah. we want to make sure that if they get up to that next level, they get a chance to be successful against the righties and the lefties. Yeah. Absolutely. And I remember Max, you're a baseball player too. You've been in this, in this business. Uh, but Growing up, like when our generation, I remember like not me personally, but I, other guys like actively discouraged from being switch hitters. Oh yeah, yeah. They wanted to focus on you know doing Develop the right thing. One side of the plate. Yeah, yep. I now, guess you can kind of. I was gonna say just in this generation coming up that you're now molding the minds yeah. of the young players. Uh, is it more of a generally accepted thing to kind of push for it? Um, I still hear it. I still hear a lot of coaches say, "Well, no, you're righty dominant or you're lefty dominant. Stick with that." And I understand to a point that. You don't want to be just good at two things. You want to be great right. at one. But, I mean, if these kids are, like, 11 or 12 years old, like... Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the I understand if, like, a kid's, like, 17 and is like, hey, I want to try <laughs> switch hitting. It's like, well, we might be a little bit too far gone. But you know, it goes back to the multi-position ability with players. Right. Um, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. Like, the kids are too young here, especially, to specialize. So we talked to Barry Davis last week, uh, you know, yep. Barry. Um, and one of the things we talked about was, well, JT Real Muto, uh, going back to the Phillies, mm-hmm. the Jays, maybe we're going after him, maybe. Uh, and his offensive ability as a catcher. Um, you're a catcher, Chris. So this is why I want to talk to you about this. You've been third baseman now. Well, ah. now, okay. <laughs> Transitioning. Yeah, you gave it up. Bonus yeah, third base. Exactly. As soon as, right. as soon as you're done your competitive days, your knees are like, yeah, I'm not playing catcher anymore. <laughs> yep. I get that. Um, but so you've played at some pretty solid levels sure. as a catcher. Uh, and I would say you were more of an offensive catcher. I could hit a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from my experience, you were a pretty good hitter. Uh, and you continue that, by the way. I'm just pumping your tires a little bit. <laughs> yes, so thank you. We Clark talked about the spot next year on the track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got okay. it. Yeah. Oh, no, we've already talked about it. He's got it. Nolan Bracken was bugging me earlier about <laughs> yeah. my, my oh, pitch yeah. counts in my couple appearances last year. Thanks a lot, Nolan. Uh, however, um, 
we were talking to Barry Davis and we were talking about Danny Jansen and the Jays catcher situation. And he basically said, like, with the lineup the way it is now, with adding Springer and Semyon, any offense you get from your catcher is gravy. Yeah, that's fair. Now, why is that the case? And uh, me and Max were talking about it a little bit before the show. I have a feeling I know why. But in your experience, why is it the case that catchers tend to be on the lower end of offensive skills? Uh, it's, I mean, baseball being able to be successful on both ends of the field is is damn near impossible as it is. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't see many pitchers that are great hitters. Right. Um, I mean, defense is just put ahead of it all, mm-hmm. absolutely. And um, if they're a good bat and if they're a really successful bat, you want to keep them healthy as long as you can. And typically that means early in their career when you can start kind of projecting what kind of player they're going to be, you're going to start shifting them elsewhere to make sure that their career isn't the you know isn't going to be one that is short yeah and and painful there's not many guys like a Yadier Molina that can last 20 years and still be successful I mean the guy still hits high 200 yeah decently yeah yeah. he's not going to hit 350 and Mm -hmm. hit 40 bombs but he's gonna he's gonna be able to anchor a position anchor the, the the pitching staff and and yeah. it's why you see JT Real Muto yeah. getting twenty-four million dollars a year. So an example too is he's right, a white, he's a unicorn, right? Like he yeah. doesn't come along very often. Exactly, so when you yeah. can get him, you keep him. Yeah. <laughs> if you know that uh, Josh Donaldson, well-known Toronto right. Blue Jays, started his career yep. as a catcher too and shifted yeah. over to third base, where yeah. he's obviously had a lot of success. So exactly. it's amazing. Buster Posey, yeah. Joe Mauer, we talked about earlier. Yeah, as they get older, they start to shift. If especially if they're going to be a valuable bat, they're going to be Kyle Schwarber is another one. There you right. go. He was a catcher. He's in the outfield. Carlos now. Santana as well. Yes, he had a lot. Bryce of time Harper when he was coming up. Bryce Harper. All the hype was when he was a catcher. Yeah. When he was an outfielder. Chris, do you remember? Uh, I don't know if you were in the van with me when we were at Team Sask down in Arizona, and uh, you might have been in a different group than I was. But um, he was in the good group. You yeah, were in the, that's yeah, what I was getting mediocre. at. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he was in van too. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot for pointing that out. Well, hey, just got to be honest <laughs> but with our. Audience it was here. I don't know what year it was two thousand seven or eight, I guess. And uh, we had the magazine in hand, the Sports Illustrated, I yep. believe, where Bryce Harper was, was like on the 16 cover. Sixteen-year-old kid, yeah. And he was. Wow. They were talking about how he could throw like. 92 from his knees as a catcher to second base yeah. and we were just all like screw you yeah. <laughs> we're all the same we're looking around the locker room like can yeah. anybody else do that yeah anybody else got that like, and he can throw like a 96 mile an hour fastball but he's an outfielder and all this yeah. stuff and you're like screw you we're we're all out here like working our butts off and <laughs> i just remember him hitting 500 foot bombs in tropicana yeah. with the aluminum bag yeah, yeah. hit the yeah, roof fine, or whatever that video yeah. uh great clevgard i'm curious greg he says in canada don't they say back catcher eh eh uh We've said back catcher. I, I've always said catcher. Uh, yeah, trying to avoid my, the stereotypes, Greg. That's the that's definitely the correct way is catcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back catcher, Greg. Are you where are you from, Greg? I know you watched the Rob Peterson show, so I'm actually very curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Pinkney, who's a Philadelphia, so I'll just say a sports fan. He's a Phillies fan, though. Uh, he says he's lucky to have JT back. Yes, you are, Todd. Yes, very you are. Lucky. Uh, Mike Ramich, tuning in from out at RBI, says uh, thanks for the <laughs> VIP parking spot tonight at RBI. Uh, Mike Ramich was our contest winner. Mike, I think we're gonna to talk to Chris. He's going to take your contest winnings out to RBI, and you can pick it up there. How does that sound? We'll work on that after the show. <laughs> uh, and Robin Wildey says, love the fact you guys have nice, comfy chairs, and JT has the barber chair. You mean Chris? He's not JT Real Muto. Chris, I, I wish I wish you were JT there's Real a, there's Muto. There's a passing resemblance. Yeah. <laughs> Quick little 125 um, mil in the yeah. bank. That's, oh, a, good. that's a surprisingly comfortable chair. I will it say is. that. It's um, nice. It doesn't look it necessarily, but it is. I've sat in it before. Yeah. 
Good posture. Um, oh, Greg's from Swift Current. So, what do you mean in Canada? You're t- you're you're in Canada, I've Greg. I've heard it. <laughs> I've heard it. Too many young coaches, yeah. actually old coaches, right. with young teams. They're back saying catcher. back catcher. We'll yeah. come up with a T-shirt. Or bat we'll just catcher. eliminate bat it. We'll catcher. put back and then cross it uh, out. Yes. Catcher. We'll eliminate. There the would be. You hope that as a catcher, you're not a bat catcher too, yeah. too many times. <laughs> Unless you're a bat flipper. Yeah. Work. No kidding. Um, we've talked about it a little bit, Chris, with RBI um, gearing up for the safety, and actually, I was just there with my nephew the other day and uh it's teed up to the nines with safety regulations and you guys are are locking everything down and keeping it safe but it sounds like you guys are still pretty full in classes and you're and you're rocking out there uh can you tell us a little bit about where you guys are at in your training uh routine right now and uh what's coming up next for rbi yeah so we're halfway through our second block of training um so we've got basically three and a half weeks now um Pretty darn close to being capped out on all those classes, but we just opened up registration for our baseball and softball for March and April uh, in preparation for evaluations and hopefully a season that starts up on time. Um, There's a few spots left, but uh, honestly, with the regulations and having to keep group sizes down, um, we lose hours, of course, but uh, there's more and more kids that want to get involved and uh, the numbers, unfortunately, these kids aren't, they don't have much else going on. Yeah. Um, you know, besides having a practice or two a week in hockey, mm-hmm. it's baseball training, wherever it is, just to kind of keep you in shape. Our Absolutely. mutual friend, uh, Rod and Carrie Monroe has oh, just yeah. logged in, Chris. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, you'll know him and her, uh, but sorry, I'm late boys on the two man bobsled with mom at the Olympic park in Calgary. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, every week he says something and I highly doubt it, yeah. but if you are, can you please send me a picture of you and mom in a bobsled? I'd love to see it. Um, however, he just reminded me of something and I just kind of mentioned it, but my nephew Jackson and I were out there working, working a little bit, uh, the other day. And I was wondering, uh, for a guy like Jackson, who's my nephew, who's, uh, out of shape and oh. has camp coming up tryouts or whatever for AAA or anything really. Yeah. Um, if, if you didn't go to block two, can you still get in block three uh, and be just fine? You're good to go. Yeah. So each block is kind of designated to the time of year. Um, obviously as we get closer to the season, the players that have been coming throughout the whole off season, they have the advantage of the extra four months of training. Mm-hmm. Um, which you guys can assume would be the case. Yeah, but sure. that doesn't mean that there isn't a spot for somebody that's just trying to get in shape right before the season starts. Mm-hmm. We cater to every kid. Uh, the nice part is, is even before the restrictions, we had a ratio that was like no more than four players to one coach. Awesome. So that's stayed. Actually, in fact, most of the programs, it's less now just because we, we shrunk the sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really easy to kind of have a general plan week to week with all of the kids and then, you know, adapt to each individual kid as they need it, whether it's the throwing programs or the hitting programs or catching or weight training. Yeah. Now, speaking of all your programs, uh, I think it was maybe three weeks ago. When did we do that cool graphic for Chris with all his notes? Remember that? And you made it up? It was, it was a while ago. I've made a lot of graphics. I know you have. Uh, <laughs> it's been a minute. You mentioned that you have a new infielding program. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, yeah. how is that going? Is it still going? And can you give a little detail about that? Yeah. So we are hosting the infield infield outfield fielding program at the Regina Sports Performance Center. Nice. Uh, the old Tartan Curling Club. Yeah, and perfect. it's been awesome. Yeah, we've we've got uh, I think six hours booked a week, and we've got programs running from the 11 to 14, and then the 15 to 18 year olds. 
And yeah, it's awesome. Uh, our head instructor, Ben Fines, is running the show out there. Nice. He's done a phenomenal job with the guys. Everybody that comes in is always saying how he worked them, worked them like dogs. And yeah. they're getting a lot I remember those day. days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the part about fielding is yeah. you just go, go, go. You go for 60 minutes straight. Yeah. Yeah. Hitting, you can take a little break here or there. It's yeah, like yeah. fielding, mm -hmm. unless you're waiting in line, which there are no lines. We just go, go, go. So Absolutely. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, the players are having a blast with it. Uh, for a new program, it's been hugely successful mm -hmm. um yeah it's been it's been awesome That's now chris awesome. you are a basketball player in your past life yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I used to have ups used to have <laughs> uh used to have your name on the wall at miller high school that's true um yeah. now we just got a notification that raptors fred van oh, fred van vliet breaks franchise record for most points in a game wow what? he scored oh. 52 points oh. or sorry uh, DeRozan had the uh, benchmark before of 52 points. I would have uh, thought it was Vince Carter. But Van Vliet. Yeah, you would assume, hey? Yeah. doesn't say how many he got, but I'm assuming more than 52. 52.1. 52.1, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he shot 10% of a, of a free throw. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did Chris, James Harden it and take 60 shots? Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> hey, there. I think they got a few injuries piling up over there with the Raptors. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, any last plugs, Chris? Where can people find your mm -hmm. stuff for RBI? And uh, thanks again for coming in tonight. Yeah, um, I guess one last plug. So we had our social media guy throw together a, a post right before I oh. jumped on air. Let's um, go share that. Yeah. <laughs> so when we, when we had to shut down in March, yep. um, and I actually came on and we talked about it, we opened up our, our drill playbook so players could kind of see what's going on yeah. we reshared all of that stuff on our social media so our instagram and uh and facebook nice um even if you're a, an athlete that's in our facility or not in our facility um like we talked about when i came by a few weeks ago um there's no secrets you know all the stuff that we're doing with our program players we want everybody to see it we want everybody to be on the same page if it means you come out once a week and then you work on some of this stuff at home for know four or five six times a week whatever it is or if you can't get out to the facility for whatever reason um yeah go jump on our social medias take a look at all of our posts we're going to continue to update that as well um that way you know there's there's an opportunity to get these kids better while they're at home too yeah especially with the numbers being if we get fully capped out uh that doesn't mean we don't want kids to at least still get a little bit more out of it and just to build on that too our other partners over at hoop life mm -hmm. basketball training uh you know they've had their programs and how do you train for basketball without a gym right yeah. so uh they've adapted and i'm like i've seen your drills i know you guys have adapted as well and it's all stuff you can do in your garage it's mm -hmm. all stuff you can do in your basement uh your living room your backyard depending on the weather uh, yeah <laughs> so really no yeah. excuse not to be able to yeah. pick up some gear and get things going absolutely home, right? that's awesome so yeah, that's right. they can find that at you have instagram your facebook page uh yeah, website instagram and facebook um are two two big ones um you can get information for our program registration on our website as well as all of our social media. Awesome. Um, but yeah, super active on our social media pages for our baseball and our softball programs. Perfect. Roddy makes one hell of a cover model. You make sure to tell him that. I, I mean, I know <laughs> don't, don't bump yeah. his tires he's too much. No. No, hey, hey, as, as he's going to ask for a raise if you keep. We today. were talking yeah. about lefties earlier, man. Us lefties got to stick That's together, right. you know, Roddy. Southpaws. We're going to get uh, Alan the intern out at RBI when things open up a little mm -hmm. bit more, and we're going to try to see if Alan can hit a baseball. Don't uh, let the cat out of the bag. It's Ricky. The iguana. It's Ricky the Iguana <laughs> right here. On, Where Clark. are we? Ricky the Iguana. He's going to come out there. We're going to hit some baseballs with Ricky. Chris, thanks for coming in, and uh, we'll do this again before too long. 
Sounds great. All right. Well, after the break, things, we're talking Super Bowl. We got our uh, prop bets coming up that we're going to talk about, and we'll see if we can get in the over-under at 8.30. I doubt it. I don't, no, think, not I don't think we're looking good. Good luck. Uh, good thing the Leafs and Preds don't play tonight. Yeah, uh, well, it's a good thing the We'll see you after the break. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. Comfort has always been something we, as people, strive for. It means that the places we live and work, and that the people we care most about, are able to go about their lives focusing on the things that matter. While the world seems to be facing one challenge after another, our focus at FlameTech has remained the same for more than 20 years. Now more than ever, we need each other to support our local businesses. As an industry leader in combustion services, we are proud to attend to the needs of our communities and support the local economy. He's covering everything that matters to you. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Tune in live Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to noon to catch the show live and be a part of the action. Take control by commenting live and sharing the show with your friends. Everyday Hoop Life. Services Company, LED, LED Sign Rental, Video, Video Production, Event, event Management. Look no further than IKS Live. Visit our website, IKS Live. Always the best seat in the house. IKS Live. We are going to be talking a little bit of Super Bowl before we get out of here for the mm-hmm. night. Uh, let's get the, the microphones adjusted and everything. We're good to go. Uh, so we've been doing squad select all year long, and we've had some people making fun of us for it. Uh, I'm going to call out Lane Ardell for always making fun of me. Every single week he made fun of me. It was, it was, it was hurtful. Are, are you having trouble sleeping at nights, Clark? Uh, Is no. It causing you great no, duress? Not that bad. <laughs> um, but we didn't do it last week. Nope. Because there, there was no, no games game last week, uh, and that means that we only have one game left. So Max, with with me being down three games, uh, three points, I should say, or whatever you want to call it in the standings, I'm three games back. Uh, we wanted to make it a little bit more interesting for Super Bowl rather than just picking a winner. Uh, so we're going to do some prop bets. Uh, yes. So it's going to be it's going to be one or the other. We're not doing over unders necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be one or the other, and then that way it's kind of like our battle games where. Uh, you know, if I pick one, then you have to pick the other one. So right. one of us is going to win it. One of us is going to lose it. Gonna be um, 
Oh boy. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know how this is going to work. I guess I, I'm losing. So how are we going to do this? Am oh, I going to pick? Are, are you insinuating something, Clark? Or are you, would you like me to be great? I feel like I'm like, you're better than me I'm at the, this. Oh, oh, well that's nice. I was just going to say, I feel like I'm the owners right now and you're the players association. We're just butting heads. On oh, like totally. How to make this fair, but totally. you know what? As, as the hypothetical billionaire owner, I will concede to you the player. Wow. Feel free. <laughs> okay. So that's the thing. I don't know which one I want to pick first. Like, are we going to do it in order? Uh, of, do we, do you want to start with the winner though? Do we start do with we start the winner? With the big winner? Or do we close it with that? Hmm. hmm. So if I get first, third, and fifth, you get second and fourth. So either way, I'm getting the winner. Yeah. Um, let's do last. The winner let's last. Let's do last. Let's start with uh, passing yards. Passing yards. Yeah. So we're going to go quarterbacks. Who's going to have more passing yards, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? Uh, and we talked about this at length uh, today on, on the Rod Peterson show. Uh, we had uh, some great guests on, and we were talking about the different – well, Jim Lang was on our good buddy, Jim Lang. Jim Lang, NFL expert. Uh, we had him on, and we were talking about the differences in the offenses and the differences in the defenses and why he thought – uh, that Patrick Mahomes has the clear advantage. Darren DuPont brought up a great point of the fact that uh, Tom Brady is going to be uh, going up against a defense that, well, it was kind of complicated the way he explained it, but he's going to be doing a lot of quick passes, yes. which is going to eventually lead to a lot of Yards combined yardage. Carry. Yeah, yep. that was kind of what he was getting at. Gotcha. Um, I am going to go with uh, the fact that the Chiefs, have just the most explosive offense in, in football. Mm -hmm. um, they've got all sorts of weapons. They have a little bit of everything. Uh, and they got running backs who can catch it out of the backfield too. And Mahomes is just a wizard. So I'm going to go with Mahomes for passing yards specifically, which gives you Tom Brady per, for passing yards. Not totally mad at that. And I mean, yeah, like who's going to be mad at either one of those? <laughs> Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Is Antonio Brown back? I hope he's I don't back know. I, has anyone here heard about that? Because we were talking about it today, and we're not sure. Is he going to be playing? I no, think so. I'm not sure if it's announced. But Rob Gronkowski, too. I mean, there, there's some weapons. There's no like shortage. Cameron Brate. Uh, there's a bunch. We got, and Anthony uh, Claire, which our good buddy Justin Dunks just mentioned. Fantastic. So, yeah, I'll, he take, catches I'll a touchdown. take Tom. We'll take a lot of yards after the catch and beat you in that. Perfect. That sounds good. I'm going to let you pick what the next category is. Oh, Outside excellent. of winner. Outside of the winner. Okay, yeah. I get anything else. Interesting. I think oh. we should leave the bottom one. One on our list here gotcha. for fourth. Keep it for fourth. So pick one of the other two. Alrighty, that means I get to pick it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, first TD. Yeah. First touchdown goals. or most oh, field goals. Man. I tell you what. First TD, and we decide it's going to be like reception, run, whatever it may be, and this could potentially be a push. Are we? I think just overall first TD. Who gets the first? Which touchdown team the gets game? the first touchdown? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, who scores first? You know what? My heart wants to say that the Bucks are going to win this game, but, man, the Chiefs put together such a quick strike, like you said. Yeah, they're a quick strike offense, yeah. Uh, Tyreek can bust it for 80 yards in his sleep. I'm going to go with uh, Patrick Mahomes and uh, Cole getting out uh, with a quick early jump, 7 nothing on the Bucks. So we'll there you go. You ju we just got our inside scoop, uh, Craig Smith. Craig, thanks for checking us out yes. tonight. Um, Thank you, Craig. We want to chat with you again too soon, mm -hmm. Craig. So please keep your calendar open on Tuesday nights for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he says NFL Network says AB is getting close. Todd Pinkney's chiming in and says from what Chef says, I'm assuming you mean Adam Schefter. Uh, he's yeah, he 90. Broke the Matt Stafford to the Rams trade. <laughs> he, did he? Uh, he he did. says he's 95%. I'm just like saying Matt playing. Stafford to the Rams. It's just fun. That's fair. Uh, so you're picking... Chiefs, first touchdown. Yes. Okay, that leaves me with most field goals, and I am <laughs> going to go with the Buccaneers. And honestly, Buccaneers. I don't even know who their kicker is. Does it matter? Ryan Suckup? 
Mm, maybe. Suck up. Who, who's their kicker? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to go with the Bucks, and this is why. Uh, I have a feeling that with the short passes uh, that they're going to be going with, um, that the Chiefs are going to plan to shut down the long th- the long ball, the long pass, the, mm-hmm. the big offensive plays. They're going to try to shut down the big plays uh, with Tom Brady, which is going to lead to, yes, it is suck up. Thank you, Chris. Or Craig. Excellent. Sorry, Craig. Um, I don't know why I said Chris. It uh, doesn't matter. Because we just had Chris sitting in the yeah, chair. Yeah, I was That's thinking why. Chris Untrainer, baseball <laughs> on the mind. Um, so I'm going to go with the Bucks because I think they have more of a chance to get stalled, uh, mm-hmm. but in the offensive zone because they're going to dink and dunk down the field, and then they're going to get stalled, and they're going to have more chances to kick field goals, whereas I think the Chiefs are going to be a little bit more aggressive, and they're going to get down the field more often. That does that sound sense. logic? That that sounds logical. I don't know. It really does. That's exactly what I was going to say at the end of the day, right? Chiefs quick strike offense, and they get down the field quick. I think uh, Harrison Butker, who is the Chiefs kicker, I know that for a fact. That's true. Had him in fantasy. They don't kick a lot of field goals because they score a lot of touchdowns. So that's a good pick. Now, Robin, I'm going to ask you <laughs> the so <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. I'm a little confused as well. Robin says there is a report of potential trades for Stafford and the Lions. Now, Robin, yeah. I'm going to ask to see what date is on the report that you're reading. Yeah, because please and thank you. <laughs> I don't know um, if you it's, saw... It's pretty confirmed. I just had a heart attack, Robin. But, I don't know um, if you saw the first 45 minutes of the show, but we were... Max was pretty, pretty excited about the fact that Stafford just got traded to the Rams. He's a Ram, Robin. The Photoshop's so are out there. I'm going to ask He's you, just double-check the date on your report that you're looking at, Robin. <laughs> just uh, Love you, Robin. Absolutely. We're not we're not making fun of you. I'm just asking. I'm very curious the yeah, date on got, that report, because yeah. I'm pretty sure he's already been dealt. And if he's not... I'm I'm very curious where he's going because that would be a pretty big deal. We might have to extend the show. I was going to say, we might have to get Adam Shefty yeah. on the phone. Text my boy uh, Roger Goodell. Talk, can you hook us up with Shefty? Yeah, I can text my boy Roger Goodell who uh, who helped us you out in the playoffs. Roger. Um, so that leaves me with, hold on. No, you have Gatorade color. I have Gatorade so, color. Now wow. this one's interesting because we were looking, we wanted a fun one for yeah. this one. Uh, and w- there was a lot of stupid prop bets for the Super Bowl. Uh, let's just go over a couple that we were um, looking at. How many times will Giselle Bunchen be on camera? Which we were almost close to doing. We were close to doing. Uh, but it was a weird. It was over under. We didn't want to necessarily do over unders. There was uh, which coach gets shown first in the anthem, which quarterback gets shown first during the anthem. Like just like who thinks of these things to bet on first off? Vegas odds makers. Well, yeah, they got to find something job. to bet on, I guess. <laughs> uh, but the one that we liked the most was what color is the Gatorade going to be on the I coach like when it gets dumped on the coach for the Gatorade shower? See, and this is where I'm torn because I think it's going to be. A different color depending on which coach wins. Okay, so you think depending on the team, the color of Gatorade yeah. will maybe match the team. So I'm going to go with the team that I think is going to win, although I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to give it away, isn't it? I don't know. It depends if I said which color, because again, like I said, I got I two guess, different yeah. colors for two different teams. So go unless on. you're a psychic, go on. I'm going to go with orange Gatorade being poured on one of the coaches, the one that wins the Super Bowl. Okay. Being a team that is not named as of this moment, but will be shortly. So this is tough because yeah, say my orange? dad's saying orange, Todd Pinkney's saying green. This is a this is a tough, this is intense. It is. Like, this, this is, is the things that matter. This is contested. It's not this who wins contested. the game. It's so who this wins is tough the because shower. if you look at Gatorade, like I haven't, I haven't uh, looked at a f- uh, fridge in a gas station lately, but there's like six or seven colors of Gatorade Mm -hmm. that you could like of powder that you can use. Um, one that I am going to say is I'm going to go with blue. It seems pretty standard. And, uh, you know, it's one of those colors that, uh, it stands out when they, when they pour it on. So sometimes I find red almost 
like kind of gets washed out a little bit on on screen. Blue stands out, and I think they do it. Do you think they have just a special one that they don't even drink from that they just pour? I'm sure they. do. I'm pretty sure. Be like this is the winning jug. Don't touch it. Todd Pinkney said he's putting he's putting the bet on green. He's betting on green. You just see Andy and Antonio fighting on the sidelines in the Super Bowl. Or no, sorry, Bruce and Antonio fighting on the sidelines. Be like Antonio, I told you not to touch that blue. One. <laughs> yeah. Craig Smith is saying ice blue. I like it. I like it, Craig. I I, I think it's going to be blue. So I'm going to say blue. I like it. Uh, you're saying orange, which I think are the kind of the two more standard colors. Now we're going to be just furiously typing. It's the Kermit meme all over again with how many or what colors were poured in which years? Yeah, we're going to be 55 searching it up. Super Bowls. Let's say there's maybe 20 that had Gatorade involved. So yeah, Jamie Anstey's just chiming in. Van Vliet just dropped 54 points. So that's the new nice. team record. Unbelievable. Uh, John O'Flynn checking in. Great. Good evening to you from North Vancouver. Uh, I'd like to say something in Irish, but I don't want to make a fool of myself. Is yeah. John? Is there a Irish saying uh, when you're saying basically cheers? And it's is it slidejalads? Oh, Magillaguddies. I want to say slidejalads. Make now tell me if I'm wrong. Slidejalads. Uh, I've seen some TikToks where a guy's drinking Guinness and he says slidejalads. Uh, so maybe uh, hopefully I'm not saying something that's like really offensive. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> now, the last one is the winner, and I guess that comes down to me. So we've oh, you been, guess it comes down to you. I guess. <laughs> uh, so it seems like you picked I'm already orange. typing it in. So I have a feeling you are going with the Bucks before I even have a chance. There it is. Yeah, so I'm right. Good so, job, now, Clark. Now, how would you pronounce that, John? Can you, like, yeah, Craig even knows. Send in some audio? Uh, yeah, no. I was going to say, like, f- uh, hooked on phonics for me. Can you, like, ha- is it Slodja or Slancha? Something like that, anyways. Cheers, yeah. I was totally right. Thanks, TikTok. Uh, <laughs> teaching me Irish sayings. Look at that. TikTok teaching yeah. me something new. It's 2021. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. This is a long so, story yeah. short. Um, they're too high-powered. Their defense is sound enough. I think they can win a championship. They're coming off of last year. Uh, and I. everyone's saying they want to see Tom Brady win one. Dustin Dunk said it literally 30 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. He wants to see Tom Brady win one and shove it in Bill Belichick's face. I want to see him lose. I just you're evil. I'm yeah. You, you are evil. Now you have an interesting story, Max. I don't. We weren't. We weren't going to oh, talk about this. No, I can't say it without the. I kind of want to talk about oh, it. Oh no. So we were going to do the Giselle bunch, and how many times does she get on screen? And Max, I said, can't do this. I'd be admitting to some things no. that may end me up in a certain penitentiary. So yeah. Do you not want to say it? This is, maybe we'll save it. If if I win the bets this week, if okay. I, if I win squad select, that will be my gift to the viewers. I will tell a very polished, very cleaned up, um, slightly altered version of the story to ensure I don't end up in the slammer. Slancha. That's how you say it. Slancha. Well, thanks, John. I just found my new <laughs> my new slogan. Um, so if Max wins squad select, are you saying overall or just in general? This if week? I win the whole thing, if yeah. I if I don't lose four of the five bets and somehow come out on top rod peterson checking in hey rod how you doing uh justin dunk had a great segment rod you might want to check back on it um we're probably gonna have to get him on the show again soon um shared thank you rod i appreciate that hit that share button everybody we got a few people in here at the end of the show trailers as i like to call them um but yeah no uh if max wins squad select overall uh he has a very interesting giselle bunchen story that he's gonna tell on the air (laughs) And it's going to blow your mind. And he might go to jail for it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see no, about that. Not looking forward to it. Now, I this, I tell you that. this segment, <laughs> Max, I must say, this mm, segment specifically this was brought to you by our new buddies 
our new friends, our new sponsor, over at Flame Tech Combustion Services. Fantastic. Oh, here we go. Flame Tech. Uh, Flame Tech strives to, strives to provide comfort for everyone in communities across Saskatchewan. Flame Tech is proud to support local businesses and initiatives throughout this great province. And while the world seems to be facing one challenge after another, our focus at Flame Tech has remained the same for 20 years uh, or more. As an industry leader in combustion services, we are proud to attend to the needs of our communities and support the local economy. Visit flametech.ca for more information today. Fantastic. Fan the flames of Flame Tech. Absolutely. All over the province. Nice. Fan them. Great like people it. over there. Very good people. Uh, Denton, who is the uh, manager, I want to say owner maybe, um, great guy to talk to. Very interesting conversationalist. Excellent. Great guy. We'll good have stuff. to, we'll have to, to strike up a chat with him soon. Mm-hmm. Um we're, we're pretty much done here, Max. Was wow. there anything else we wanted to talk about? Like lots. I mean, Patrick Liney, did he score? Did he finally oh, yeah. Did he turn the naysayers against everyone uh, about if the Jets? We have a few more trade? minutes here, guys. Um, if if you, uh, Our viewers right now, if you guys want anything talked about, if you have any questions, uh, if you want to talk about Groundhog's Day, uh, if you want to talk about the NHL. Uh, we have a couple minutes, so uh, if we get some questions, we'll answer them. Uh, let's go with this, though. Tomorrow on the Rod Peterson Show, uh, speaking of Rod Peterson watching right now, we have the legendary Warren Moon on the show tomorrow, Max. Warren Moon. Warren Moon? Yeah, Did the, I hear that correctly? The one and only Warren Moon. The dark Moon. side of Warren Moon? Yes. I like that's it. The that's the one. Pink Floyd album. Is uh, he's going to be dark joining us from the Seattle area. Nice. Uh, he's been on the show once before, and me and Jordan were look, looked. Uh, he joined us back in May. Wow. Yeah, it seems like it wasn't that long ago, but it was almost a year ago. It seems crazy. It's amazing. So Warren Moon and our good buddy Craig Smith is going to be checking in tomorrow Fantastic. as well. Good Thanks stuff. for chiming in tonight, Craig. I got a little, I got you warmed up again for the Rob Peterson show tomorrow. Nice. And now this one's an interesting one. Mike Abumetric is hopping on as well after Craig tomorrow. And he just texted me and he's like, hey, so I'm going to be in the mountains in Calgary tomorrow. <laughs> I might not have a signal. Uh, can we do a test before the show? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, please do a yeah, test before the let's show. Let's do that. Because <laughs> uh, if you're going to call in and, and not have a signal, then we can't really do it, huh? Mm-hmm. So uh, let's do a test. So Jordan, be ready for that tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, hey, uh, next week on the squad cast, uh, we're kind of opening it up because the Super Bowl is going to be over. So we're probably going to go hockey, uh, maybe a little baseball. Depends how the Predators are doing. We haven't locked in a guest yet, though. So yeah, you know, it's uh, it's going to be. You got Brian be, Burke loaded up. Uh, Roger Goodell. It's, we'll talk oh, about Roger the fallout. Okay. The weekend. Nice. I like. I'll it. text my buddy the weekend, and uh, we'll get Kay. we'll get him on. Robin Wildy, we were kind of talking back and forth a little bit earlier. Uh, let's have a quick little conversation about Joe Pavelski, thirty-six years old. Where'd that come from? Well, he's got another four points tonight for fourteen points in seven games to start this campaign for the Dallas Stars. Okay. Talk about a renaissance year for a Oh, you're saying because Robin's a Stars fan. Robin is a Stars fan. I know that because uh, my Predators had a very, very good weekend set against them last weekend. Mm, And you guys were going back and forth a little bit? Well, the Stars were going back and forth up the ice. The Predators weren't really doing much about it. But either way, I just got to say, Joel Pavelski, wow, 36 years old, still getting it done? Yeah. Oh, man. What's his story? What was his point total? He has four more tonight. Yeah. He's got 14 points in seven games. Looking like Connor McDavid out there. Looking like Connor McDavid. Connor. Just a, it's Connor. Good time, Connor. It's a nice jersey, actually. This Ro- one's not a fake one. No, that's a that's legitimate. A, that's an authentic yeah, one. Yeah, Colin McAnulty can't call us out for that. Nope. Colin. Uh, Robin Wildey says, Will you guys watch fan controlled football? Uh, this is interesting. So we had Patrick Dees from fan controlled football on the show on Monday, hmm. on the Rod Peterson show. 
and uh, it's interesting. I'm very curious. He he. Excla- uh, do you know anything about it, Max? Fan controlled football. Uh, something about Johnny Manziel's in the league. That's, yeah, uh, that's about what I know. So they signed Johnny Manziel to be a quarterback, and I'm not honestly overly sure exactly which team he's on yet. Uh, it sounds like they you like pick your players before the game or something like that. Interesting. Uh, but basically what it is is um, fans own the teams, fans pick the jerseys, they wow. pick the names, they uh, they pick the rules of the league. You can, like, vote on the rules. I, don't, I think that's happening right now. So is this a bunch of Green Bay Packers-owned organizations that's a fan-owned, contro- literally controlled league? Sort of, yeah. And But the cool part is, hmm. so um, I've actually followed a few guys on Twitter not accidentally, but I clicked on them. I'm like, and it said owner of insert fan control football team here. And I was Maybe like, we should buy shares. We might have, we to. can become professional sports team owners. Club. We might have to, this but, is our ticket in, but I was looking at them. I'm like, who is this guy? He's an owner of a football team. And then I looked and it's just like a normal dude, like you and me, like he's just, he, he, I don't know how you do it. I, I have to look more into it because it's really interesting to me. Uh, and then when the games actually start, the fans pick the plays. So the, it's like Madden. It's like real life Madden uh, video games. So you're watching the game on Twitch. Okay. And the play happens. And then like a menu screen pops up. You vote for the play. And the better you do as a play caller throughout the game, let's say you vote for a play, it gets picked uh, and it has success. You get more points as a viewer, which okay. allows your vote to have more weight, which, which is, this is how he explained it to me and uh, to us on the show. And then as the game goes on, let's say you keep doing better and better, you have more weight, so your your votes have more power, and then that's how you pick the plays. It's like real-life Madden. Um, I'm just going to say interesting. Yeah. That's, that's what I'll say about it. Uh, I'm hopefully curious. Hopefully it pans out. So Johnny Manziel is going to be in it. Marshawn Lynch is a team owner, uh, and they have some very cool stuff I going on. I feel like he would carry a lot of weight in some decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, carried a lot of weight in the Seahawks organization for a while. It's so. going to be, in, I, I might tune in. It's on Twitch, so I mean, all you have to do is have a Twitch account and you can watch Are it. Are you going to be logging on to play NCAA Football 12 before the new game comes out? That's the real I question. might have to. I feel like we could probably roll the credits, eh? Craig Smith says, Mad Max, <laughs> you got a Preds Craig Smith jersey? Ha ha ha. You know what? You know I what? wish I did. And you know what? I bet you they're on sale right now because he is now a Boston Bruin. Yeah, he's Sadly, a Boston Bruin And you know now. what I will say about this, Craig? Craig Smith. The Predators this are Craig sorely Smith. missing the one that's playing in Boston right now. They're missing his heart and soul. They're missing his 20-plus goals a year. Um, I tell you what, he uh, he was a real presence for the Predators, and I wish uh, they would have retained him somehow. Yeah. You know, there's always those ones that you get away. You know, it's overreaction time, though. Like, it's nine games in, and I'm like, this season's over. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's just getting started. So, yeah. we'll see how it goes. But Todd been- Pinkney, last one. Why does that jersey look like the Flyers retro? Um I think Todd has something with his eyes where all he sees is orange and black. And then this like, is blue, Todd. Yeah, it's, that's it's blue. Okay. Uh, and you wish you had a Connor McDavid on your team. That's all. Yeah, why are they benching Sorry. Travis Konechny, Todd? They are? He's on my fantasy team, and I'm not happy about this. Wow. Can you please tell me, what is Alan Vigneault doing? We'll I don't to, understand. We'll have to bring on a Flyers insider next week or in the future to talk about it. Dan Saravalli. Dan Saravalli. He'd be sweet to bring on this show. He'd actually be really cool. I hear we have a show next Tuesday. We might have a show next Tuesday. Might be. We'll uh, figure that out. (laughs) And you guys will tune in next week and we'll uh, chat about it. But we'll have a guest for you soon. Thanks for everybody that participated in our contest. Once again, thank you very much for all the shares. Yeah, uh, thank you for that. If you continue to please do so, uh, kind favors for us. The podcast will be dropped before midnight tonight. Oh, 
Okay, so yeah, that, that reminds me. We yeah. were going to pump that. Um, we always put our podcast up right away. Can mm-hmm. If you guys are watching, can you head on to Apple, Apple Podcasts? What is it? Apple, Apple Spotify, anywhere. Any, of, any of your major podcast providers. Just Wherever throw, you listen to your podcast. Yeah, throw a review on there. Uh, type a couple words. Say we're great. Say we suck. Say anything. Just throw a review on one of them, uh, whatever one you watch. We may have a to. fun little prize for someone next week that's kind of universal to sports fans. I got an idea for one that... Uh, like I said, if you do us that kind solid, five-star review, of course. Yeah. <laughs> We're not soliciting reviews, are we? Uh, Leave us a review, whatever star you prefer, five, preferably. Yeah, um, yeah we'll uh, make sure you get a nice little prize sure. from us here at the Squadcast. Leave a review. Seems pretty easy to me. Yep. Um, from the basement of the bunker. Uh, we are in the Rod Peterson Show bunker, of course. We're in the basement of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are signing off. We're signing I, off. I'm the producer. I'm producer Clark. Mad Max over here. Director Jordan and producer... Producer. Producer. Producer Allen. Producer In Allen. the back. I like it. Plus our friends at Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, IKS Media, Vigor Lifestyles, Hoop Life Basketball Training, RBI Baseball, and Flame Tech Combustion Flame Services, tech. which I need to write into the script, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you gotta do that. But hey, we'll see you next week. And my closing lyric today, uh, with Super Bowl in mind, is... I have to sing this? Yeah, you gotta sing it. Ooh, I'm blinded by the lights Nailed of it. the Super Bowl. Because the Super Bowl is this weekend. That's I don't know if you heard. Is. Enjoy the game, everybody. Have a great week. Uh, and we'll see you on Friday for my check-in and Tuesday on the Squadcast. Take care, everybody. Go Bucks.